0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca R. F. I wrote R, but it's F as in Frank, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, April 12, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 52, the third paragraph beginning with, When We Saw Others Solve Their Problems. Today's readers are Edith R, Anita L, Lisa H, Martha Z, and Renata G, and our newcomer greeter is Marianne D. The reference number for Monday, April 11, 2016, is 8644. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states,
1: Hi, this is Edith R. from Tennessee, our newly recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. 1. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. 4 made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would in, or to do so would injure them or others. Eleven, excuse me, ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry carry the message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Pass. Thank you. Edith R. I will now
0: ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning,
2: everyone. This is Anita Elf from Philadelphia, the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Anita L., In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 52, the third paragraph, beginning with, When we saw others solve their problems. The following paragraph will be read as well, beginning with, The Wright Brothers, and ending on page 53 with, who had insisted the rights would never fly. Our discussion will be open to comments on both of these paragraphs. I will ask Lisa H. to begin reading.
3: Good morning. This is Lisa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. When we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, We had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. The Wright Wright brothers' almost childish faith that they could build a machine which would fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment. Without that, nothing could have happened. We agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems. When others showed us that God's sufficiency worked with them, we began to feel like those who had insisted that the rights would never fly. Um, Good morning, um, Vision for You. Again, this is Lisa H. from Tennessee. And um, this is a a couple of powerful paragraphs um, in We Agnostics. And a couple of things that stand out to me... Um, one of the things is the the use of um of the term spirit of the universe. Um because I grew up with the term God, um, but it had a very um small sort of definition for me. Um but for me, spirit of the universe is very broad um and wide and inclusive and and uh so much greater um, than me. Um, so that's a beginning. And then, um, then the word doubt, you know, uh, doubt is, is a feeling of uncertainty about something. And I, I had so much doubt about the power of God. Um, you know, being a faithful, church-going person, um, I thought, you know, why, why should I rely on God now? Um, He's been of no help to me in the past, of these many, many years, um, especially with the food idea. Um, One of the things coming into OA was um, realizing that I could change my conception of God. Um, I, I realized once I put the food down that my old ideas were of no value. Um, so it was okay for me to set down those old ideas and listen and learn um, a new set of ideas Um, and and so the the uh, higher power a power greater than myself took on a whole different meaning for me Um, and further down then where it says we agnostics and atheists were sticking to the ideas that self-sufficiency would solve our problems and I'm telling you, it is not only the agnostics and the atheists because, like I said, I would have described myself as an um, intelligent, faithful person, but I grew up in this, um, in this large family where if you weren't self-sufficient, um, you were going to drown. And uh, self-sufficiency is, is having, a, an adequate, you know, having an adequate amount and having enough. And um, I grew up my whole life never feeling like I had enough, that i I never felt like I was enough um, and so you know the this idea of self-sufficiency is is just um, by our society, by our culture, um, certainly by my family um, was one of the things you know you know you would uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and and get to work um but coming, and especially coming to a vision for you and listening to other people, talk about god 's sufficiency that 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 worked with them and again i I finally felt like you know when the when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, and you all have been teachers for me, and helped me to get to the point where i 'm um, not only recovered but um, god's sufficiency is working um, and instead of relying on my um, ego and my self-sufficiency every day I begin um, with that idea that that God that God sufficiency that God consciousness is is indeed the most important um, fact in my life
0: thank you for letting me be of service and I pass thank you Lisa H who would like to share on um, these two paragraphs
4: Nessa R,
0: Kim Reba G. P. Nessa R, Reba P. Kim G. Kim G. Nessa R, Reba P. Kim G. Nessa R, go Lex- right ahead. Did I hear another voice?
5: Yes, Alexis F.
0: Alexis F.
2: Yes, thank you. Sure. Oh, and Nancy Nessa. R. Oh. And Nancy yeah. R.
0: I got it, Nancy. Nancy Thank R. you. R. Thank you. Ma- hold off, Nessa. Is there someone else before we interrupt Nessa again? Okay. Nessa R, it is. Go right ahead.
6: Hi, good morning. My name is Nessa R, and I am a recovered compulsive over eater in Toronto, Canada. We saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe. Um, well, when I uh, originally came into the rooms, I must say um, this didn't work for me. I, uh, I thought I was relying upon God. And uh, what I didn't know was that uh, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I, I had this mixed up idea in my head that uh, Steps 2 and 3, which were kind of jumbled together, meant, okay, just surrender to God and uh, everything will be okay. Except I had no idea what surrendering to God means uh, or meant, um, because I had never gone to this book. I had never been taken to the steps properly. And uh, page forty two kind of gives me an idea at the bottom. what what this means. It says um, quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. And here the reference to spiritual principles are the steps. So of course when I I was first trying this surrender thing uh, it wasn't working because I was in the way. I was totally blocked from the God of my understanding uh, except I didn't know that. And I was blocked uh, A, because I wasn't truly abstinent, and B, because I was not really working the steps. Um, not that that would have worked without abstinence, but, um, you know, paragraph this paragraph in page 42 tells me clearly I got to work the steps, and of course that presupposes that, that, I'm, that I'm abstinent. So once I'm abstinent and I work the steps uh, properly according to these instructions in this little big book then I am, um, I am able to simply rely upon the spirit of the universe. And my experience has been, in the, in the four and in, in a bit years that I've been recovered, it has, that certainly has been my, my experience, you know. Um, I am not the same me that I was when I was uh, thinking I was working ships two and three by surrendering to God. You know, the problem then is that I was still thinking the way I was thinking, and I still was eating the way I was eating, and I still wanted what I wanted. The difference now is that, A, I'm not eating the way I was eating. B, my thought process has been transformed. Um, And so my relationship with my creator has totally been transformed so that I am totally unblocked and I can truly rely on him. And so my problems have ceased to be my problems.
0: Um, And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Reva P., you're next.
7: Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, also from Toronto. Um, I love the first paragraph we read, and what strikes me this morning is that it says, we see other people solve their problems. It doesn't say that we see other people get thin, or that we see other people get sober. It says we see other people solve their problems, which has a much broader and wider um, connotation. And I thought my problem was the food. And I was figuring out what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat, um, and it didn't work. So they're taking great lengths here, to convince me after I acknowledge in step one that I can't do it anymore. It's not working. I can't manage my food. I can't manage my life. And there's another way. And there's a way that's better. There's a way that works. There's a solution that others have tried and implemented, and I see the results in front of my face. I see transformed people. They're just trying to convince me maybe there's another way that's not the Reva way. That's all that I need to do in step two um, and acknowledge that I need something else. Um, And then it says simple reliance. And that reminds me, you know, I can still get stuck in the trap where I figure out what the right thing is whether it's my food, my body size, my life, my children, my work. And then I ask God to help me do it, like my little errand boy. Um, And reliance means total surrender, relying on something bigger than myself um, and acknowledging I do not know, um, my way doesn't work. Um, And it's amazing getting ideas just popping into my head when I give up trying to figure it out. Um, And I love how definitive that last sentence in the first paragraph is. Our ideas did not work. End of sentence. The God idea. I don't have to use the word God. I don't have to um, have any religious um, connotations here. It's the God idea, the power greater than myself. Um, And use it almost like a consultant. You know, what do you think? God can be or the higher power can be my nutritionist, my work advisor, my family counselor because he or she has like PhDs galore, expertise um, and I can rely on anything that comes from that source Um, and um, I still get stuck in that trap of thinking I need to figure it out. Um, So I'm so grateful. Step two is the beginning and then I have to do the work because I don't even know what my old ideas and my own conceptions and self-sufficiencies are, until I do the work, uncover them, and then let them go. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Reva P. Kim G.
8: Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. I have to tell you guys, that's my step two in two sentences. That's all I needed. And I don't know about you guys, but I complicate the crap out of anything. So I complicated step two from my own ideas and from what people told me. I went through this process of writing a letter of resignation from God. I wrote a help wanted ad from God. I had God write a resume to me, and then I would review it and decide whether I was going to accept God as this job. What I realize now is that I was playing God. My old idea was, in step two, I would tell God who he was. In step three, that I would tell God what to do. I mean, that's me playing God. But when I walked into a room, and people in whom the problem had been solved, when I walked into a room with people who were armed with the facts about themselves, what I saw was there were people just like me. They told me about my disease from the pages of the doctor's opinion through more about alcoholism, I was able to fully concede that I am a compulsive overeater. And quite simply, step one is I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I have an allergy to the body that's never, ever going to change. I'm always going to be allergic to those foods. I can never eat those foods. And I have a mental obsession that will always convince me it's okay to pick up the foods that I'm allergic to. So when I saw people I was convinced at that point that my ideas didn't work. My ideas before Overeaters Anonymous and my ideas in Overeaters Anonymous for well over a decade. And here were these people in whom they had this God idea. They they were compulsive Overeaters, but they weren't suffering from compulsive Overeaters. And my belief that it worked for them was step two. That's it. I didn't have to have any belief systems about a power greater than myself. My belief that it worked for them was simply my step two. So this, these two sentences, in a nutshell, is my step two. My ideas did not work, but the God idea worked for them. End of story. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. Alexis F.
9: Yes, this is Alexis as a compulsive overeater.
5: Thank you for your service. Um, I'm only absent in a short time, but um, I wanted to talk about our idea did not work, but the God idea did. I was listening to a qualification last night, and um, for a few moments I felt bathed in love, and God is love, and um, more love than I ever had in my heart, and I just stayed there and, and I could feel the stillness of my face and I remember um, when I used to do meditation meetings in another program they talked about um, in, in some of the books that I had read about um, if you can relax your face like an athlete uh, especially swimmers uh, one commentator said look how relaxed this face is and I felt my fa- face completely relaxed. It was only for an instant. And I'm hoping to gain more of that, the, the God idea, and um, have more love in my life for myself and for other people because I've always hated myself. And I love myself more for this program because the people in it have shown me love and they've shown me direction how to get to God. And... Um, I appreciate. It. I just want to thank
10: everyone.
0: Thank you, Alexis Seth, Nancy Ara.
10: Hi, good morning. I'm Nancy Ara. I'm a grateful Recovery compulsive eater. I'm just excited this morning because my higher power keeps uh, proving itself to me over and over. Uh this reading is is so rich. It is so rich. I uh, I was raised to be self-sufficient. I was I was drilled. Get an education so you can be independent and take care of yourself. And I took that to I took that to heart, and that's what I did. I just you know I just went to school after school after school. I stayed in school. I I piled degree upon degree, and it served me well professionally, but it did nothing for my compulsive overeating. And uh, yeah, uh, I was uh, <clears throat> thinking. Uh, as I listened today and as I read this, uh, I had to stop doubting the power of God. And I saw what... Uh, I've just seen miraculous things happen in and out of the rooms. And yet sometimes I still, I still uh, am amazed by the power uh, of something greater than myself. That's why I stayed in the room, because I saw what was happening with other people. And because I was afraid to leave and I knew that there was no place else to go, I kept wanting this miraculous thing to happen to me. And I thought it was something uh, magical. I didn't, you know, it took me a long time to realize that I could receive it, but I had to work for it. And when I did, I received what other people around me had received, and that is the gift of... uh recovery, and um, today it's it's important for me to increase, to keep working to increase my spiritual life so that my faith in this higher power uh, continues to grow, because I, I do believe in this program, I'm either growing or I'm stagnant, and being stagnant is a bad place to be, I don't ever, that means I'll start going backwards, and that means headed towards death, and for me to eat is to die. So um, uh, this morning, I, my sister called me last night, and uh, she had a situation that we just didn't, it just seems impossible. And so she said, I'm just going to pray about it. And uh, when she called me last night and told me the the resolution of it, it was hard for me to go to sleep. I said, this higher power works, in, and the big book tells us it, it works in all situations. You know, I thought food, I thought eating was my problem, but what it was, it was living. And thank you, OA. And I'm so grateful that I found visions. You, uh, this program has really taken me to heights that I never dreamed possible. I'm recovered today. I proudly proclaim, yes, I too have this. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy R.
10: Uh, would anyone else like to share on these
4: two paragraphs before we thank move you. on? Linda R. I Oh
0: F. heard Minky. Just a second. I think I heard Minky and I heard Linda R. And then who did I hear after that? Monica. Monica. Judy F. Judy F. Janice. M.
4: N. Amy G. Janice.
0: Okay. M. I heard Amy G. And Janice M. Who else was there?
11: Barbara N.
0: Barbara N. Is that as a Nancy? Maybe. Okay, who did I miss? Was there someone? Okay, I thought there were some others, but I heard Niki, uh W., I believe, Linda R., Monica, you'll tell us, Judy F., Amy G., Janice M., Barbara N. Anyone else? Okay. Minky, did I hear your voice?
12: Yes, you did. Good morning. It's Minky W. from New York. Grace will be here. Go right ahead. Um, So when we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting the power of God. And I, um, you know, I can really get the metal in the doubting and the debating society, but The good news is is that, you know, my eyes are slowly opening up to the idea that this problem and its problems, uh, it's not the food problem, but the problem of actually, for me, it's the problem of living and the problem of compulsive overeating and compulsive behaviors and all that stuff, that other people have my experience and have shared my problem and it has been lifted and they didn't lift it by themselves. Um, and that's the good news because I thought I have to do it all by myself. And I don't have to. And I can watch and see other people's problems being lifted and it's being lifted by a power greater than, their, than power greater than themselves. And if it could happen to them, that it could happen to me. And I'm just so grateful that um, I was able to hear and hear all the other people share. And this group is just awesome. Thank you. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Minky W.
9: Linda R. Linda R. Did I hear you, Doctor Minky? Well, oh, perhaps I was mistaken. Monica,
0: and your first initial. Good morning. This is Monica T. from
13: Florida. I am a compulsive recovered compulsive overeater. When others showed us that God's sufficiency worked with them, we began to feel like those who had insisted the rights would never fly. Um, So I'm thinking here, yeah, yeah, this God's sufficiency stuff here. Here we are on page 53, and I didn't know what this meant, and it was a little scary, and I was hearing lots of people use the word surrender. And that just made the old hair stand up on Monica's neck. I, too, was very self sufficient, and I didn't like the word surrender. So I like to share that you know what? The word surrender is not found in the first 164 pages of this big book. Anyway, so, that, so I was feeling like all these other people that said they couldn't, they couldn't uh, make a flying machine, that, you know, man wasn't supposed to fly. And I had great doubt coming in here. You know, what's going to be any different this time? You know, I've tried 50 million things over 40 plus years, and nothing has worked. How is this going to be any different? I didn't know. But I did know that I was powerless. I did know that the food had me by the throat. I did know that nothing I had done had worked, and no one else was able to do it for me or able to help me. And recovered people, and these first 100 recovered, said, look, we have a solution. It's worked for us. And I saw the twinkle in their eyes, the you know, the nice, uh, normal body weights the smiles, the peace and serenity, I wanted what they had. Did I know what this God-sufficiency stuff was? No. But I was thinking, you know, the God-sufficiency comes later on in the steps, um, you know, 10, 11, somewhere around there. When you get to that point and you go and you, and you look back over your shoulder, you can see, yeah, you know, I could see that definitely a power greater than me had been working with me. Through this process, did I know what it was? Did I understand it? No, I did not. But I can tell you today, as I look back, as I have gone through this process, today I understand what God's sufficiency means. And today I can say, yes, I agree with it. Did I agree with it back in the beginning? No, I had no idea, no clue. So if you're having issues or struggles, hang in there. Don't just, you know, what do you have to lose, you know? Has anything else worked? You know, give this. A, look at this as an experiment and see if it works for you. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Monica T. I'm just going to shout out to Linda R. again. Were you waiting to see Bebe- Linda R.?
14: Rebecca? Yes. Linda R. Hi, I'm so sorry Hi. I got knocked off. <laughs> okay. Good morning. May I share?
0: Yes, please.
14: Okay, thank you. Anyway, you know, my name is Linda R. I'm recovered in South Florida. Very grateful to the fellowship and program. And thank you, Rebecca, for your service. My ideas didn't work, but the God ideas do. You know, I'm very grateful because I live in two magnificent places, you know, throughout the year. And, you know, as I look around, that to me is the God idea. The trees, the mountains, the water, all the beautiful natural wonders of the world. To me, that's the God idea. That's testimony that God is in my life and present. You know, when I walk, you know, around the areas and I just bask in the sun, It's to me, that's the magnificence of God's work. Well, yesterday, you know, I was having a little bit of a, about an hour of some doubt and I just started to pray and think, you know, and meditate and I just talked to God and I said, God, I always want like proof, you know,
9: could you please show me a sign, Linda? Maybe that was. The Hi.
14: Sign. Do you hear me? I'm just. I'm having a lot of trouble with my phone. Do you hear me?
0: Um, we hear you now. You you well, left off well, it. Show me a sign. Oh. Okay. And then we lost you.
14: So there I am in the grocery store coming out and there's my car and there were hundreds of cars in the parking lot and under my car is a duck. There's a duck under my car. And there again was my nature, you know, nature and there is God's testimony. And to me that was like just another indication that God is in my life because I just love birds. But I just want to share one more thing, you know, to me, You know, I've worked this program my entire life. And, you know, I feel that, you know, it's taken me a lifetime, you know, to really grow and learn and, you know, apply the steps. And that's what I want to end with. So, to me, I use the program for everything, not just for the food. I use it for life. And God just gives me the wisdom and the indication, just the thought of how to apply this in my life. I use it with my family. I use it at work. I, I just it's the transference of the of the steps and the traditions and the principles in my life. And when I'm using them, then I am at peace and in lo- in alignment with my higher power. And that to me is you know God's work, not Linda's work.
9: And immediately
14: when Linda comes in, I'm able to get that awareness and I can go right back into the step work and turn my life over. So thank you for allowing me to share today. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you, Linda R. Judy F. you are next. Kelly L. Hi.
15: Uh, oh. <laughs> Good morning. This is Judy S., um, as in Sam, from upstate New I York. I'm a recovered... <laughs> That's okay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from upstate New York, and so happy to be on the line this morning and sharing um, this paragraph. You know, it's step two, and, and what I need to remember... Um, is this is the beginning and every morning when i wake up i look at that as a new beginning um because i have all day and i have not a clue what's going to happen because i'm not in control anymore um god is because i've you know i've been through the steps um I'm, i'm working with god's ideas now i'm not working with my ideas because you know my ideas did not work um so you know and so if i read this um instead of we it's like when i saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe i i had to yes i did i had to stop doubting the power of god um my ideas didn't work but the god idea did i i was in relapse for two yeah, you know, I You know, I asked to tell you the truth. I don't know how long I was in relapse. I just got out of it at the end of August, but I'm laughing because it's like I've been, you know, when I talk to people, I'm like, I need to look it up again because this is a disease of forgetting. And as hellish as it was, I remember being in relapse, but was it two or, two or three years? I don't even remember. And that just blows me away because it was so awful. But what happened during that time, too, was I continued to go to meetings and I continued to listen to Vision for You, even though I was in and out of the food constantly. And, and pick up. And, you know, I even had 90 days of acid. And then I'd pick up again. And then I, you know. But I saw others. I continued to see others who were solving their problems, especially um, my spouse. And to watch her use this program to solve her problems And the biggest problem was me because she was watching me kill myself. So that was, you know, that was, that's the powerful part of this program because we, you know, others have used it and recovered and we hear that and we know that. And then just remember, this is again, a beginning. This is just, we're beginning and it's simple. And I tend to complicate everything so much, so, so much. But if I just remember, you know what, keep it simple um, and, and rely on God. Rely on that spirit, that spirit of the universe. Um, and I feel that power every day, every moment in my life. So
0: with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy S.
9: Amy G., you are next. Amy G.
0: Okay, we don't hear you, Amy G. Uh, Janice M.
16: Good morning, Rebecca. I am here. (laughs) Yes, my name is Janice M. And um, I'm a grateful, recovered, (coughs) compulsive overeater. Um, (laughs) You know, step two, there's so much simplicity in step two, but... You know I made it like, "Oh, I have to have faith, I have to, you know, I have faith, I'm okay, I don't have faith, uh, it's not working. It's nothing to do with that. It's so simple. it's like you know this is the beginning of a process, step two for me. um first of all, I had to accept you know that I wasn't the the you know the be all and the end all and um which was a big revelation. Um, and how did I come to that conclusion? That's what step two is: conclusion that I could not do this thing myself, and I had to stop arguing. I had to stop arguing with who? With myself. You know, I had to be honest with myself. That was the battle. The battle was the battlefield was me. You know, I had so much pride. I had so much pride. Oh, someday, somehow, I'm going to beat this game, and you know, I had to stop fighting. And find acceptance that you know I'm fighting, I'm fighting my disease, and as soon as I decided and concluded, I can't fight this anymore, you know I've been going through decades like this in and out in and out um that became a glorious release, you know step two is just the beginning, you know it's like if I want to become a butterfly, I have to go through a process if I want to be recovered. And get, you know, and have faith and not have the obsession in my mind anymore. I have to start somewhere. I have to have the willingness. The willingness has to come before anything. It doesn't tell me I have to believe, who I have to believe, who I have to, what God is, how I have to understand Him or her. It doesn't say anything like that. It's coming to a conclusion that I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore by myself. So stop the battle, stop the battle, free yourself, free yourself, Janice, you see other people, they're doing it, you know, this is going to be a new, a new release into a new life like a butterfly, the butterfly doesn't become a butterfly until he goes through a process, and that's how I, I see myself, I had to have the willingness first, and then mm. I had to be willing to believe for myself that, you know, that I, this can be achieved because I see other people. It's done with them, and then you're going to conclude before and make a decision like I did. And pretty soon we all will become a butterfly. You know, we'll all become recovered if we go through this process. But this is where it starts. Stop arguing with your disease, with my disease, Janice, and stop, stop. You know, open up your hand so that maybe some something else can come in and don't hold such a tight fist. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Janice. And someone's coughing. If it happens to be Amy G., I'll give you a pass because, Amy G., I'm going to call on you next. But if it's anyone else, your line should be muted. And that was uh, disruptive to Janice's share. So please check your line. Amy G., are you available to share? Hi, Rebecca.
4: Yeah.
0: This is Amy. Yeah. Hi, Amy.
4: Can you can you hear me okay? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry about that earlier. Thank you so much for your service and giving me an opp- another opportunity to share. I, I appreciate it. Uh, may I go ahead?
0: You may go ahead. I had to unmute to answer oh. you. <laughs> go ahead, Amy Thanks.
4: G. Hi. Uh, Thanks again. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. What struck me is this idea of childish faith. I I don't think the words are used lightly here. And when I think of childish faith, I kind of think about, you know, a child that, that believes in something almost without much facts, but just because it's something that they believe and they know in their heart and soul, and they have some knowledge, but it's more about this idea of a leap of faith. And I think that when it came to this disease and my agnosticism and, you know, trying to, to surrender to step two and believe in a power greater than myself, it it was absolutely, as what others have said, beaten into a state of reasonableness by this disease, I became willing, at least open-minded enough, to take a look at uh, what it was that people were telling me that worked in this program. But it was so foreign to me. Like others had said, this idea of self-sufficiency. I mean, our world is centered around this idea of the intellect, the God of intellect, of, of our self-will. I grew up in a family about self-sufficiency and using one's will. You know, the world says there's a billion-dollar industry that says it's just all you need is another diet and some more willpower. I mean, this concept of a higher power to me was so foreign. I had to almost look at it like a child and say, you know, I don't get it, but I know what I'm doing is killing me. As I had someone tell me once in the program, you know, if your way is working so well, why are you here? I had to fully concede to myself that I was powerless and that of myself, and that although I didn't grasp this higher power thing, although I didn't groove to the God thing, there was, had to be something going on in you all that was working. And I remember going to my first strong Overeaters Anonymous meeting where I heard long-term recovery and maintenance of weight loss and all of this. That didn't even strike me. What struck me was the peace and serenity they had in their eyes. As others said, it seemed almost magical to me. But they had something that I wanted. They had surrendered to a higher power. They had gone through a process of working these 12 steps. I didn't understand it. I didn't grasp it. But what I saw in their eyes is what I wanted. and It was freedom from that merciless obsession that is the greater aspect of this disease. I was completely taken hostage by food thoughts constantly. I had no peace. I had my life was devastated by this disease. And you all showed me that there was a way out. And all I had to do was be willing and open as long as I was willing to take myself out of the picture and take my self-sufficiency out and say in a childish way, saying, okay, you guys show me the way. You be the power greater than me right now because I don't have it. And with that, it was enough to start. It was enough to get rolling. I'm so grateful to this program and you all who have gone before and shown me the way. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Amy T. Barbara N., Kelly L. you are next. I heard you, Kelly L. We'll see if there's time. Barbara N. is next.
11: Good morning, everyone. This is Barbara N., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in New York. So I just wanted to speak a little bit to people who might be on the line who think, well, I'm a spiritual person or I'm a religious person, but... Um, You know, I'm praying and praying, but nothing's happening for me. Um, So what's the problem? So, you know, a little bit about me. I had always considered myself a very highly spiritual person. I'd been through some pretty difficult challenges in my life. And through those times, I did have many experiences of God working through me, comforting me, even what I would consider some real miracles. In fact, I loved God so much, I went to seminary and I became a minister. So when I came to this program, I did not think I was agnostic. (laughs) There's no way I thought I was agnostic. I thought I could completely skip over this chapter. But guess what? When it came to the food, I was. I did not believe that God could help me with this problem. Why? Because I was sitting in a chair completely depressed day after day, and I was begging God for help, but I wasn't getting any help. And the truth is that God couldn't get through. God couldn't get through because I was so blocked by fear and resentment and the resulting depression that no matter how much I wanted a solution, I could I could not, you know, get help with with my faith and with my religion. I could not get get the help I needed. So you know, through hearing the hope on this line and hearing that through the steps, other people were able to get this this help from God from the God that I knew was there, but I was so puzzled by it when I heard the hope on this line, and I saw other people recovering through the steps i I just decided, you know I gotta try it, you know <laughs> I mean. I had no nothing else that I could think of to do. And through these steps, the way was cleared. That's what these steps do. They clear the way for a spiritual experience that works in your life, that can really, um, in my opinion, is is, you know, the solution to this problem because it worked for me. And, you know, I really did have to take that, leap of faith and realize that in this area, you know, what I was doing, just, you know, I could sit in that chair and pray from now to the end of time, but God wasn't going to be able to get through. So um, I just wanted to offer that. Thank you for letting me share. And I can.
0: Thank you, Barbara N. Kelly L. We do have time. Go right ahead.
9: Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is uh, Kelly L. Recovered, grateful, compulsive overeater in South Carolina. I just wanted to share briefly that I'm getting ready to uh, leave to go out of the country in about two hours. I'm sitting here at the Ippie airport, and it was just three years ago that I weighed 345 pounds, and I had to ask for an extension because I could not fit the uh, seat. I could not close the seatbelt on the airline seat. And for the first time, I will not have to ask the stewardess for an extension, um, and I will be able to fit into the airline seat. And, you know, God, my, my higher power has made all this possible. And, you know, it may not mean much to some, but if you have weighed that much, I'm sure you understand uh, the feeling. And also the feeling of uh, the seats are so small that you're literally smothering the person next to you when you're as large as I was. Um and I had several humiliating experiences uh, in regards to the seat, the airline seat. So I'm happy that I can fit into the airline seat. Um, and, um, you know, the God idea for me is, is everything. Um, and it's only by way of the steps and through my cultivating a close relationship with my higher power that... I've gotten this far, and um, if you are are doing anything maybe at 10.30, I would appreciate any prayers. Um, I get a little anxious when I have to fly, and I am going out of the country, so uh, I I would really appreciate any prayers sent my way, and um, I enjoy this meeting every morning. I listen to it on my way to work, and I don't share that often, but um, I just felt compelled to share this morning. Um, Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you for sharing, kelly L.
9: You know what? We only
0: have a couple of minutes, so this is Rebecca F., and I'm going to take a quick turn before we wrap up. And I just want to, uh, first of all, thank everyone for such awesome um, insights into these two paragraphs. And uh, the word simple, this chapter seems to be peppered with that word simple and the idea of a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe juxtaposed simple with spirit of the universe it just kind of blows my mind but um you know uh we have a tendency to make a heavy going of life and bill and the people who wrote this book are trying to impress upon us that we make things more complicated than need be. And he keeps stressing simple, simple, simple. Let's not complicate this thing, Dr. Bob said, right? So let's keep it simple and just trust that if it worked for those before us who we see have found a better way, it'll work for us if we just come alongside, as one of our fellows says all the time. And um, the other thing I want to mention is about the Wright brothers. And, um, you know, I heard someone I think yesterday say, well, I may not do anything as um, profound as what the Wright brothers did. But when you think about it, the Wright brothers might have figured out that we could have a flying machine. But out of that sprang numerous airlines all over the world and jetliners and rocket ships and all sorts of, you know, elaborate um, things came out of the original flying machine. And now we are faced with this incredibly devastating um, um, disease that's, I can't think of the word, um, I'm well, anyway, it's just rampant. You know what I'm getting at. And uh, and even though we didn't come up with the initial thing like the Wright Brothers did and Bill and Dr. Bob and um, Dr. Silkworth came up with it and, you know, the Oxford group, but we get to carry the ball and run with it and um, effectuate change in the world, presumably, um, healing people by carrying the message. And that could be just as profound as um, airline travel. And with that, I will pass, and it's time to close. So thank you, everyone, for joining in. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Martha Z, please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page.
17: Good morning, Rebecca, my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I am a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from near Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only